Hello and welcome to Bitchin', where two jaded gays talk about popular culture. I'm that friend you can only handle in small doses, Trey Taylor. And I'm completely broke. Ian David Monroe. (laughs) Was that better? That was great. So, Lana Del Rey had a song leak this weekend after, like, random posters of her were put up all over Los Angeles that said, like, Youngin' in Love. Yeah, they look like movie posters, like an old-time cinema. I, yeah, they were quite pretty, but, like, just kind of random. And then her song leaked the next day, which was reportedly supposed to be called Youngin' in Love, and then the title changed to just Love. Yeah, you know why. No. Because she has that Young and Beautiful song. So she has to, like, at least switch it up a little bit. I feel like she records the same song, like, every five months. Yeah, probably. Um, Listen, I was talking to somebody, and I realized that, look, Lana Del Rey hasn't really changed the vocabulary of her songs since she started. She just, like, mixes the words around. (laughs) Yeah, but somehow manages to say something completely brand new. Isn't that weird? that's debatable, but sure. (laughs) See, I have to kind of come out and say that I... You love the track. The track is amazing. It changed your whole life. You cried when you (laughs) listened to it. I won't accept anything less than that, Trey. No, after all the Botox, I can't shed any more tears. But um, (laughs) neither can I. I have to say that you know when she first kind of came out, I was vehemently against her, as as I was Katy Perry because they had similar you know come ups where they started out in like. What the? They started out with, like, regular names, just kind of playing the back cafe or whatever. And then they realized nobody wanted to hear that crap. They changed their names, created their own persona, and, like, all of a sudden they're super famous. Yeah, but that's every star ever. Are you kidding? I mean, to some extent, sure. But, like, okay, a lot so of them don't... To, to get oh. back on topic, though, we should really talk about the new track. Because this sounds like a thesis that you're about to write, and I don't have time for it. But you listened to the track, you loved it. It's the best. It's pretty good, yeah. Okay, because I like it because it sounds a lot like Born to Die, which makes sense because it's produced by Emile Haney, mm-hmm. who, who did worked on Born to Born Die. To die. Okay. Yeah. She also recorded the song last year in April when she was kind of still doing stuff, so like that kind of makes sense that it would sound quite similar to her older stuff. Yeah, it kind of like is weirdly prescient, though. Like She recorded it before America went to complete hell. And and in the lyrics, she's, like, reminding everyone, like, it's okay, even when the world is burning. Yeah, where's her, her, like, change the rhythm political pop stance? I feel like Lana Del Rey probably doesn't even know we have a new president. (laughs) Today, she wrote on Instagram, um, quote, Hey kids, thanks for listening. It's okay that it leaked because, like I wrote up there, it really does come down to love and the intentions behind the music. That's why this is a perfect sing- first single, because this one's for you and I love you. L-U-V-U. Oh my god, she's the fucking best. Well, did she you really... see, she posted, like, two Instagrams of herself singing the song. Oh, did she? Yeah, and she, like, changed it up a little bit in one of them. She, um, instead of saying to be young and in love, she says to be young and feel love. Oh, that's such a sweet message. I know, I think it's beautiful, and that's why I cried. Let's take a quick listen of the track. Look at you kids with your vintage music Coming through satellites while cruising 
I thought there were like some really good lyrics there though. Wait, it was like, it was like, I just imagine her saying these to me or like some little twink who's like a huge fan. It's like, look at you kids, you know, you're the coolest, the world is yours and you can't refuse it. It's like, oh my God. It is. Oh, I, I saw the funniest tweet too. Wait, let me just quickly find it about Lionel Del Rey. When did you graduate from being a twink? <laughs> I'm a twunk. I'm turning 27 in like a few weeks. I think twink is a mindset. That's what I've been told. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Here's the tweet. Uh, Lana Del Rey really is the queen of white twinks. You think they're too cool to be little monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Which true. is like the most accurate description. But I'm wondering, have you seen, and I posted this on my Twitter as well. Follow me at Trey Tyler. Um, it's a 2009 uh, interview that Lana Del Rey did with Index Magazine, and she took them on like a video tour of the trailer park she was living in. Yeah, Trey, every twink has seen that video. She just like was living the life back in the day. I don't know. I don't know a single gay that hasn't seen that video. It's like blowing up actually right now on my Twitter, which is exciting. Really? Yeah, the the Lana stands are retweeting it. That's so strange. I wonder mm-hmm. why. That's old news. Yeah. Let's talk about what else came out in music this week. Oh, actually, I have a... F- no, you go ahead. Do you have something else <laughs> in music this week? Well, I just want to briefly talk about Super Organism. Because, okay, so I was looking around for new music, as one does. And uh, I came across this, like, collective of eight people. One of them being a 17-year-old Japanese girl who's, like, living in Maine, apparently. Anyway... She, like a genius, sent across all her track to like all these publications saying, Hey there, I'm your average 17-year-old Japanese girl living in Maine. Which like, <laughs> what? Huh? Super average. Yeah. Uh, I love but that it's you so have time because... to dive into these things. Like, you're one of the few people I know who has time to find some random group called Super Organism. Well, I, yeah. So what I did was like, I found them on one website, which obviously said that there were some weird, mysterious collective, like nobody knows who they are and described them as, I don't know, like the gorillas or the flaming lips or something. So I went on other sites trying to find out like more about this 17 year old girl and her seven friends from London or something. But I found out like they're being compared to the Moldy Peaches, Toro y Moi, Weezer, glass animals if they let their hair down there's just like so many random comparisons and i got like kind of shell crow vibes listening to their song it's called something for your mind it's so good let's just have a quick quick listen something for your mind Yeah. 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 Yeah.
something for your mind. Something for your for your. It's so interesting because in the chorus they just like have a complete cutoff, and you think like, oh, did my headphones skip or like, what is this? Is an MP3 from like 2004? But no, that's like part of their song, and it's genius. Okay, this is absolutely Willow Smith. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, there's another comparison to add then. No, I don't even mean a comparison. This is very clearly Willow Smith. Do you really believe that this is some 17-year-old Japanese girl from Maine? Why would she, why would Willow Smith rebrand herself? Why would Willow Smith try to fuck with people in the music industry? I can't imagine why. This is absolutely... this is like that whole Kylie Jenner thing all over again with like Tara Jr. or whatever they were. Yeah, called. this is like this is absolutely Willow Smith, her brother, and that group of people who I think were on a Disney Channel at one point. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? It's so obvious. As if you would like, no, you would, that's not her. That's I'm, not her. I'm calling it right now. Like, this is. If that happens to be Willow, okay, you heard it here first, people. If it happens to be Willow Smith, like, I will literally. $50. Yeah, right. As... 50 <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll see. Well, what music have you been enjoying lately? What music have I been enjoying lately? Besides Change to the Rhythm, of course. Like, weirdly, um, I'm still listening to Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Well, I also discovered, and this was kind of funny because I've been a longtime fan of Margaret Qualley, who's, like, an actress. uh, And what has she been in, actually? I don't really even know. She was in um, that HBO show, The Descendants. Yeah, and she was also in The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Cameron Crowe, or whatever his name is, Cameron Russell. I think I told you this, but I taught her dance at one point in my life yeah i remember that so like what's the story there um so i grew up in charlotte north carolina which is about three hours from Asheville, north carolina where she grew up we competed against each other growing up she's a little bit younger than me i always beat her no offense margaret you weren't the greatest and <laughs> and then i just like taught at her studio sometimes and she would be taking class what did you I teach her like what moves contemporary dance are you what do you mean? What is that? Like, like bump out elbow moves or like rolling stomach moves or like... No, it's like modern dance. What are you talking about? You ever watch So You Think You Can Dance? Kegel exercises? <laughs> that's, that's repulsive. But so I am anyway. in the middle of eating a banana, so it was kind of timely. Okay. Anyway, so I was on my new music discovery and I found this girl called Rainsford and I was like hey that's a weird name but anyway it's the song called Sweet Spot featuring Swimsuit Issue both of whom I have not heard of anyway so I'm like looking at Rainsford because I kind of dig this song uh and I find out it's by Rainy Qualley and I'm like Qualley that sounds familiar like Margaret Qualley they're sisters okay so Mm -hmm. first of all that freaked me out and then I was like that's so weird so I googled both of them like just to make sure they're sisters and I found out, get this. What? Did you just slam your the, fist down? I did. Jesus. They are the fledgling young daughters of Andy McDowell, famed face of L'Oreal. Yeah, I know. Ian, that reaction is not, like, appropriate. I know, I just, you're, you're, <laughs> I clearly you're so surprised and shook. I su- support that, but I just don't know why. I built it up and, like, you just destroyed it. Do you, is this like your true detective moment? 
But okay, so Rainy Qualley is 24 years old. She's the middle of three children that McDowell shares with her former mo- model boyfriend or husband, Paul Qualley. And like, mm-hmm. I Googled this Paul dude to see how good looking he was. And like, damn. Is he hot? He, they, have a, they had a hot dad. I guess he's like not in their life anymore or something. Uh, is he dead? But Google Google fills in Paul Qualley gay. So I'm not sure like what's going on there. So uh, let's, yeah, listen to Sweet Spot and see what you think. But I know I don't want to show my cards Maybe it's just me, but I don't think I'm the only one with a skip in my heart The th- most exciting thing is I found these people of my own volition. I like agree that they're very talented. And then I find out that they also have a celebrity connection. That's like very rare. I know you should work at a magazine. I know. Right. I mean, like I will. I'm I will up for give, hire. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you props for that. Fine. That is, I probably would have had the same reaction. Like Rainsford is up and coming and you will hear a lot of them. AKA her. Bringy. Right. Yeah, I was like, who's the other one? Okay, in other music news, we have to talk about this Camila Cabello. Is it Cabello? 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 Billboard magazine cover. Yeah, so did you read the story? Um, I didn't even read the story, no. She's so bad at, like, subtly shading people. Like, I feel like Camila is trying really hard to be diplomatic about her leaving Fifth Harmony. But she just, like, cannot keep her mouth shut. No, she definitely can't. She wants and to be it's... a superstar so bad. And, like, I want her to be a superstar so bad, too. But, like, just no. It's just, like, when you say things that are so veiled, like, I think that in a group there's always going to be tension, whether it's because of this thing or another thing. You know, the tension was because she was singing, like, 60% of the songs. But she's but, not uh, even, like, uh, no offense, but she's, I don't think she's even the best one in the group. Like, I don't think yeah. her solo career is going to be the one. It's clearly Dinah Jane that's going to blow up. I think so, too. She's, like, borderline drag queen. She can sing really well. So the best part, though, was how they called this story Camila Cabello Gone Girl. Yeah, oh my god. As if they were, like, insinuating that this girl left the group and, like, totally manipulated them after the fact. I mean, Disappeared and, like, could not be found. I think that's exactly but, what happened, and I kind of love Billboard for calling her that. There's so it's like such a loaded title. There's so much going on there. I know. How does that movie end exactly? Well, if she's gone, girl, then Dinah Jane is girl on the train for sure. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> okay, moving on into other non-stars, we need to talk about this Noah Cyrus feature in Dazed magazine. Oh, did you like it? Oh, um, I had a great giggle about it. <laughs> what did I text you again? It was so funny. Because, um, so Days did a feature on Noah Cyrus, who is Miley's younger sister, Billy Ray's daughter. Who's actually having a pretty successful debut track. I'll give her that. Make but, me parentheses cry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one. But it, she just, I just don't know if I think she's the most, uh, photogenic. Oh, that's a... A very polite way of putting it. <laughs> Not sure if she caught the right angles, you know what I'm saying? It looks like like a photo shoot I would have done in high school. 
And then the worst part is, is that the photographer is no one I've ever heard of. And so when I Google them, the first thing that comes up is their horse photography. It's like, if you're leading with your horse photos, why are you shooting Noah Cyrus? <laughs> That's true. It talks, like there's a quote where she talks about choking on her tuna. Yeah, it's go, it goes, like, um, does that often. Like that's, it's so embarrassing. It goes, as uh, as Jessica Simpson's version of Last Christmas plays on the patio, Noah starts choking on some spicy tuna. Like that's, And then she like laughs and says, oh, I did this yesterday with water. It's like when I do my pot. <laughs> it's like, spare us, please. Yeah. Oh, what a down to earth girl. She just like, so. Was that the author's point to make her sound down to earth? Well, I think so. I don't know. Oh, it just made her sound really fucking basic. She was like, when I was at California Pizza Kitchen yesterday. You know who, <laughs> like, you know who likes California Pizza Kitchen? Ew. My basic as hell sister. And Dinah Jane. And probably Dinah Jane. Bless her. <laughs> I just, I want Noah Cyrus to succeed, but she's Noah Star to me. Oh, that was clever. Oh, it was pretty good. You know, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, getting a fridge making it of that one for sure. Okay, keeping on the music track and, like, pseudo-stars, did you see the story about a fake Cisco going to fashion shows at New York Fashion Week? <laughs> no. Like, someone who's impersonating Cisco? Yeah, this there's, there's a Page Six article about this guy who got into Philip Pline, which I don't imagine was very difficult, uh, Vivian Tam, who I don't even know who that is. But here's here's the thing. He got into Kanye's show... With his assistant. But getting into the Yeezy show is not easy. It's not easy getting into Yeezy, if you know what I'm saying. And <laughs> You're on Cisco a roll did. today. You're on fire. I just think it's hilarious. Like, clearly people don't know what Cisco looks like. Well, I'm just confused because whatever he does look like, why is he still getting into show? Like, who's... Yeah, I guess that's the real tea. Like, who's... Oh, you know, people like, just Like, oh, love... I'm Cisco of the hit song Thong Song from, like, 2001. I know. I think people just love a bit of nostalgia. Well, I see Lil' Kim, like, continues to go to the shows. Moving on, let's talk about, quickly, about Dua Lipa being a motherfucking star. Okay. You know she's got three songs in the top 15 in the UK. Oh, is she breaking out, like, across the pond, or...? She was... She's a pond girl. She's from London. Okay, so, and wow, so on top of Ed Sheeran's top two UK tracks, Shape of You and Castle on the Hill, we've got Dua Lipa's three tracks, which are, what are they? Okay, the three tracks are Be the One, the um, Martin Garrix track called Scared of Being Lonely. Oh, see, that's why I think she's like not a star. No star collaborates with Martin, 12-year-old DJ Garrix. I think they do when they break into the top 15. He looks like he would definitely, like be a perpetrator of revenge nudes it's like that just the face that he has it's so punchable so i'm trying to find this thing but i just noticed that niall horan tweeted at dua lipa said love the music so okay they tweet at anybody like i saw louis tomlinson tweeted yesterday at like julia michaels about issues like love issues great song and it's like they're on the same record label well yeah that's all fine and dandy but it's like a really basic move uh, yeah, but speaking just, of Julia Michaels, did you see she sang Issues Acoustic Live on V-Hits Australia, which was like, she sounds really good live. For the people who don't know, Julia Michaels is that girl who wrote all your faves tracks. She wrote Sorry by Justin Bieber. She wrote all of Britney's Glory. She wrote all of Gwen Stefani's new album. Not sure that's a great accolade. Um, <laughs> 
She wrote Selena Gomez is good for you. She's Oh, so what do you think of this new Selena Gomez song with Kygo? I gave it one listen and then I stopped. I think it's so whack. Um, did you see Okay, so there was last week this amazing profile in GQ about this like ring of weed dealing models who supply Rihanna and Justin Bieber with weed. Yeah, I I read it when you sent it to me and like it, it's pretty fucking cool but i have a feeling it would have been cooler like five years ago it's they're called the green angels led by this one girl who is whose name is honey but like that's not her real name obviously um and she was a former model she was shot by patrick de marchelier i have patrick and um (laughs) and um she has like this kind of ring of really hot girls that work for her and deliver weed to like high profile clients including rihanna bieber jimmy fallon peaches and fka twigs like they all call this girl up and go like oh i'll have a you know 50 i love grams of this kush stuff 50 grams i don't know i don't deal weed or I buy can, it so i don't either but i can tell that you clearly are not a user <laughs> they're but not I, even called users that's like for hard drugs users are like needle people <laughs> so we both don't smoke weed and <laughs> they're we- called mjs clearly marijuana users call in and uh, correct us i know yeah call in and correct us because we don't know shit (laughs) we don't smoke that uh marijuana (laughs) okay but what was interesting is rihanna gets her weed for free like she they keep her kind of on on speed dial because she's like their promo person it's kind of smart i mean who better to endorse her weed than rihanna the funny thing, though, was obviously reading this profile, you you get to meet, like, a lot of the people who actually deal the drugs. And they're like, okay, don't say any, don't like tell anyone my name, but I did go to NYU, my dad works there, and I took this class with this person, and, like, I know. it's so easy to identify them. I know, especially for a detective like you. Exactly. Except you haven't well, yeah. pieced together who Honey is yet, so I just... No, I, like, I liked the future, I thought it was fun, but it felt, like, very 2000s. Like, I needed it in, like, 2008. I said you could even read that at that age. What? How old do you think I was in 2008? <laughs> Eight. Oh, so am I still a twink then? <laughs> I think it's safe to say you're a forever twink. You're an evergreen twink. No, I lost my twink card when I put on a crop top and felt self-conscious. So wipe those tears uh, <laughs> because Bella Hadid this week has been spotted crying in public not once but twice, Okay. So clearly she's reeling from the breakup with The weekend and him getting together with uh, Selena Gomez. But she's like trying to pawn off her tears as like things being beautiful. So read this. She walked the Prabal Garung show at New York Fashion Week. And then she said to fashionista, I went out and walked. And right before the finale, when Prabal was about to go walk, I saw him tearing up and I just started crying because it was such a beautiful, moving show. Okay. That's like yeah, the first well- instance. That show is not beautiful, and it was so stupid. All of them wearing the futurist female shirts. It's like, great, what a political statement. Yeah, way to copy Dior, who, like, did the same thing last September. Yeah, anyway. and even, even that wasn't cool. It's like, no. get a new slogan. This is boring. Well, the Dior shirt was a $700 shirt to say, like, you're feminist. So how much is this futurist female shirt costing? It's probably not going to be on sale. Does Prable Garung ever go on sale somewhere? <laughs> Where is it even sold? That's what I'm saying. Have you seen it on a rack ever? <laughs> nope. No. Uh, okay, so time number two. She was she closed the Oscar de la Renta show. 
Okay, and that she actually said, makes sense. Like, closing Oscars, a pretty big deal. Yeah. But she said, I mean, literally, I also cried. I don't know if it's just a very emotional week, but that show has just always been something really special to me. It's such an iconic brand. I cried when I got the show in general. And then when I heard it was closing, I was at a loss for words. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a girl who's trying to get a campaign. So clearly, like, in the background, she's vying for the campaign for Oscar de la Renta. And she's hoping this will get it for Or I stood on, like, all my children. Yeah, I'm just, like, too jaded to believe that these people saying they love a designer has anything less than everything to do with money. That's true. But also, I'm pretty sure these tears are all spilled over... Abel Tesfaye, a.k.a. The Weeknd. You know, I didn't... I don't get that vibe. She doesn't seem like the kind of girl that would cry over The Weeknd. She's missing her star boy. I bet she isn't. I bet she's, like, fully living her fucking life. (laughs) I definitely cried crocodile tears when I saw the Marc Jacobs collection. You did? (laughs) Did you see... Did you you see the Marc Jacobs collection? Yeah, of course I did. You... Are you... I can't tell if you're being serious or not. Are you one of those fashion criers? I hope you're not. No, I'm not a fashion crier. No, that show was very nice, but, like, for the people who didn't see it, it was inspired by, like, the late 60s, early 70s hip-hop culture, because Marc Jacobs watched a Netflix documentary called Hip-Hop Evolution, which I have (laughs) been told by semi-reliable sources is pretty good. But the problem, Trey, the problem with that is just last season, Marc Jacobs got, like, a deluge of criticism for appropriating black culture because he sent all these models, mostly white, down the runway with big dreadlocks. And yeah. he was, and he like made the mistake, which I, I think is a mistake for anyone to say, that he doesn't see color. It's like, oh my God, Mark, shut up. Just shut up, please. Although, you know, who said I don't see color just last night? Who? Drake in his interview with DJ Semtex. Oh my God. Has no one told these people, like, that's just a trigger phrase. You can't say it. No one's able to say, I don't see color, and get away with it. Unless you're, like, fucking Gandhi. Okay, but the weirdest part was, apart from, like, the Rastafarian dreadlock hats, uh, was that Marc Jacobs, all the models walked down, like, this huge, huge hallway. Like, this huge, like, uh, sorry, this huge, like, hall. It's the Armory. Uh, It's the Park Avenue Armory. It's a massive, like, venue. And they just, like, had one line of chairs all the way down, and they walked down the runway to silence. And then they walked outside, down these steps, and, like, sat down in chairs in front of these, like, this wall of speakers. Yeah. It was so weird, because after the show was over, there was no, like, finale walk type thing. They all just sat in the chairs, like, pulled out their phones. Kendall Jenner was, like, texting, I don't know, Harry Styles. And then all the people who were at the show just, like, walked out. And walked past the models who were, like, chilling in front of this wall of speakers on the sidewalk. It was just like, what? Yeah, and, like, the other thing was that while the show was happening, they asked that no one be on their phones or taking photos or anything. And I don't know if you read um, Patrick Sandberg's review for Dazed, but he, like, makes a point to mention that Mark Jacobs' boyfriend was, like, videotaping the whole thing on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even his boyfriend could respect the show. That's so funny. Who's he dating now? He's dating... He's been dating the same guy for a long time. It's like this fitness instructor. It's been at least a year and a half. I'm really not interested. I shouldn't have asked. After, like, that, like, page six story where Mark Jacobs was having a big orgy. 
and, <laughs> and he posted it to Instagram and was like, you're just mad you weren't invited. So did you see Carly Kloss, the geisha? Yeah, I did. In this very problematic issue. Thoughts? So for context listeners, um, Vogue recently did a diversity issue, which uh, sort of had some diversity, I guess. There was like two very, very light-skinned black girls on the cover with um, <laughs> Ashley Graham, Gigi Hadid, and Kendall Jenner. Who so, are like, ethnic in some way. Um, so in it, Carly Kloss confusingly does this geisha-inspired photo shoot. I Honestly, like it's so blatantly uh, politically incorrect that I can't even believe they got through one photo before she was like, hey, wait a second, uh, maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, it's called Spirited Away, first of all, as if they'd only seen, like, one Hayao Miyazaki anime before. I know. Uh, and she's wearing this, like, clearly Asian black wig with, like, rollers in it or something. And, like, geisha makeup. It's just, like, did nobody see this as being, like, oh, maybe not the best idea for an American white girl to play a geisha with, like, I know. like why a sumo no wrestlers in the feature and... Like, a zen garden. It's like, who... Like, where was her publicist? Where was her manager? Where was her agent? Hell, where was her assistant that was, like, cringing in a corner thinking, fuck, what have we done? Like, how many but, editors did that get past before it was like, eh, maybe not? And it's, like, bad enough by itself, but this came weeks. Like, literally maybe, like, a week after Carly Claus said that Waterfalls by Destiny's Child was her favorite song. I know. I mean, I, I just... You know, maybe Carly Kloss doesn't see color either. And by that, I mean she just doesn't see anybody who's not white. And she also wore, like, that uh, Native American headdress on the Victoria's Secret was... runway and then apologized for that, so... Yeah, she probably just copy and pasted the apology. Anyway. Okay, moving on from this basic white girl. Let's talk about a different basic white girl named Tiffany Trump. Oh, God. So, I don't know if you... Did you look at the Philip Pline... Like New York no, City debut collection because no, there's I, a lot to I, deconstruct. There's a, a lot to deconstruct. Is there? Should I, I turn the sunshine that like out of my mind? I, I, I just, don't even look at Philip Line. I'm just gonna give you a very quick rundown. So Philip Line, feel free to fast forward this, listeners. Yeah, he's a total Euro trash designer who lives in the Ritz Hotel, not the Ritz Hotel, the Plaza Hotel here in New York City, with his like bimbo e looking. Girlfriend, and I don't even feel bad calling her that because I think she'd take it as a compliment. Oh, Madonna was in the audience, which was kind of tragic. Um, to her benefit, she showed up an hour and a half late, uh, which I love. I think she only showed up because Philip Pline made a sizable donation to uh, her Raising Malawi fund, which Madonna was sure to post about on her Instagram immediately following the show in case you thought that she was showing up for any other reason. Um, what else, Trey? What else? Oh, Tiffany Trump. Tiffany Trump was in the audience. Um, I've been told by a bird that Philip Pline is a Trump supporter, so he wanted Tiffany there. And the big hoopla was that she was, like, no one wanted to sit next to her. She was the leper of fashion week. Um, and, <laughs> like, her BFF, Andrew Warren, had to, like, trade spots with her so that it didn't look like Tiffany wasn't being sat next to. Yeah. It's like... How do you go, like, how do you have a show with Madonna on one front row and Tiffany Trump, like, 10 feet away? Like, Madonna has been the most 
vocal anti-Trump pop star I can think of. Yeah, when it comes to Philip Pline, like there's like bad taste, then there's like when your uh, taste buds are burnt off, and that's like Philip Pline. Yeah, he I mean, he previously showed in Milan, and he would sh- like. Did you see his Waterworld collection where he literally like had this giant pond slash lake, and he had like jet skis going off and stuff. I yeah, his last one, his last collection was called Alice in Ghetto Land. In case you wanted to, you know, really dive deep into his, you know, aesthetic. Yeah. But your friend Andrew Warren was there, so like, how was he doing? What? Um, I don't know why you would call him my friend. I went. You to went his... to his birthday. The what pres- kind of like person goes to birthday is not their friend? Um, every single person in New York City. Are you crazy? <laughs> like, welcome to New York. But that wasn't even the the worst. The whole show was like just a mess. The worst part was the casting. Like Pete Wentz walked. Designer walked. The rapper. Um. The hot felon Jeremy Meeks made his runway debut at Philip Pline. That totally makes sense, though. Like, that's, like, the perfect thing for him. Yeah, he actually looked good in the clothes, believe it or not. <laughs> um, and then, but I will say one commendable thing. He did cast um, Avia Acosta, who is a trans model, which I thought was pretty progressive for a man who loves Trump. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't Philip Pline. I'm sure it was kareen reutfeld who styled the show like she's... i mean he might have he might have invited tiffany to like show he's a trump supporter but the gag is tiffany's like not even a trump fan herself no she is absolutely not she's like um melania she just like secretly hates her donald yeah. trump so i don't think you've even you know watched any of these videos but i started i found this kid on youtube called seenable he's like this um. nine-year-old kid who identifies as communist yeah you sent me this video and i like couldn't believe it was real it's crazy like this kid is so intelligent um he's this kind of like cute chubby kid uh and where's he from i can't he's from i think he's from canada actually i think he's from quebec uh and he just like talks to the camera and here are some of like the titles of his videos gender roles aren't always true Mm mm-hmm God can't me. God can't be omnipotent. Amen, sister. Women are oppressed west and east. Mm. We still need Black History Month. You know what the crazy thing is? Is that like, he's not even reading off of a prompter. There's not like an adult on the sideline feeding lines into his ear. He's like, just spewing from his mind, and it is coherent and intelligent. And those are two things that I don't even think most grown-ups can do. I mean, I can't even talk properly in this podcast, and this kid can, like, wax True. lyrical about communism, and it's, like, virtues. It's I know. Crazy. This, this scenable kid is actually more coherent than our president. I'm waiting for, like, the big feature in, like, Breitbart or something. I know. I'm, like, waiting for his, like, dazed feature. Yeah. Well, come on the show, scenable, if you hear this. We'd love to have you. Oh, my God. We should invite him on the show. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. How do we get a hold of him? Is that appropriate to reach out to him? Why not? I don't... I don't know. His, his main, like, uh, what he likes most about communism is how you kind of share the wealth amongst everybody. So that's, like, his kind of only argument, as far as I can tell. But it's worth watching, because I was, like, convinced. I was, like, ready to sign up. But I just want to go out on... Have you heard of Ralph? Her real name is Rafa Heyman. She's uh, from Canada, and she kind of makes, like... Uh, really cheery music that's kind of got like tongue-in-cheek lyrics 
And uh, the songs, like, she has the song out called Tease, and it kind of condones female friendship instead of competition, which is quite cool. But it's, mm. like, super catchy, and I've been bumping that track. It's, like, a total bop. Okay, let's listen to it. All right, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes to help people find us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Trey Taylor without, without the A. And we'll see you next week. Bye.